God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus, dear friends, the part of God's Word that we'll give our attention to this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8. Since this is a record of our Savior's words and works, I invite you to please stand for our Gospel reading. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. And when Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, the demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out sitting at Jesus' feet and dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. God's powerful words reign over evil. I introduced that theme at the beginning of our service today. And maybe as I did, you thought to yourself, really? I mean, we all know the headlines. 19 children, two teachers killed in shooting at Robb Elementary School in Ovalde, Texas. 10 dead in Buffalo supermarket attack. Police call hate crime. A mass shooting in downtown Milwaukee left 17 people wounded. Nobody knows how many civilians have died in the 100 days since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But one thing is certain, the toll reaches into the tens of thousands. Evil. And you know, the evil that we see printed in the headlines is bad enough. But what about all the evil that 
goes on day after day in our world and in our own hearts and lives that goes unnoticed, unreported. Spousal abuse, child abuse, drug and alcohol abuse, pornography, bigotry, theft and fraud, hatred and lust, lies, laziness. Evil manifests itself in our world in so many different ways. Some that are very clear to us and others maybe not so clear. Some that are very shocking and much that we're just kind of accustomed to at this point. But all this evil has the very same origin. Sometime after God pronounced everything very good on that sixth day of creation, Satan and a number of other created angels rebelled against God, choosing evil rather than good. A short time later, Adam and Eve joined Satan in this rebellion, and sin and evil took root in the hearts and lives of mankind. And from that day on, every single inch of God's creation and every single human heart has been infected and ruined by the evil of sin. From that day on, Satan and all his allies have been hard at work producing and promoting evil of every kind in our world, including the evil that we saw in our gospel reading today. And the thing is, Jesus tells us that as we approach the last day, things are only going to get worse. Nevertheless, we're sticking with our theme for the day. Because it's true. God's powerful words reign over evil. In fact, God's powerful words are the only thing that can truly reign over evil. The people of the region of the Gerasenes had tried to control the evil that they were confronted with in the form of this demon-possessed man. But they weren't very successful. We're told that they had chained him hand and foot and even kept him under guard. But the evil spirits that possessed this man were too powerful. He broke free from those chains and from that time on had been kind of roaming the desolate places restless and naked. Probably the people in that region hoped that he would just keep his distance from them. And if they did have to pass his way, they hoped that he would just leave them alone. Any attempts on our part to simply try to control evil in this world, apart from God's powerful words, are ultimately going to be just as useless. You know, in our society, we have all kinds of laws against all kinds of evils. But the evil continues. In our society, we lock up many people who commit crimes and do evil. But it doesn't cure anything. 
There are still plenty of other evildoers roaming free, and even many of those who we have locked up, they're eventually going to be set free. And so some people even wonder, maybe we have too many laws, too many prisons. Maybe if we didn't call so many things evil in this world, or if we didn't label so many people as evildoers, maybe the problem would get better. But it doesn't. Sadly, we're so often just like those people in the region of the Gerasenes. We're aware and afraid of the evil that exists around us. We just kind of hope that it keeps its distance and leaves us alone. Sometimes we try to deal with the evil in our own hearts and lives much the same way. To sort of keep it under control. Maybe we set limits for the evil. We tell ourselves, you know, maybe it's okay if I indulge or engage in that sin once in a while, but this is where I draw the line. I'm not going beyond that. Or maybe we try to confine the evil to certain places or times in our lives. If I'm out with this group, it's okay for me to do this, but if I'm with these people, then I won't do it. If I'm alone, where nobody else is going to be impacted or maybe even aware, then maybe I can engage in this evil. But when I'm at home and with my family, I've got to keep it under wraps. The thing is, evil doesn't like to stay within the limits that we try to set for it. And so maybe we just kind of come to terms with the evil. We recognize, yes, there are some evil things that I do in my life, but I'm hoping that they'll kind of keep the distance from the rest of my life and not cause me too many troubles. Or maybe we view the evil that we do as really just kind of one ugly part of an otherwise pretty good life. But none of that solves anything. Might succeed in keeping it under wraps a little bit, keeping the evil in check a little bit. But it doesn't conquer the evil. God's powerful words are the only thing that can reign over evil. That truth comes out very clearly in this event that took place in the region of the Gerasenes. That was Gentile country. And so there wasn't going to be a lot of faith in God or fear of God to be found in that place. But of course, that's exactly why Jesus wanted to visit. It was part of his mission. You know, no sooner had Jesus stepped off the boat that day that this demon-possessed man confronted him. The spirits possessing that man, they recognized Jesus' power over them. It's as if they were compelled to come and present themselves before the one who they knew was the superior to them. They knew what so many others did not and still don't. They knew what we sometimes lose sight of, that this Jesus truly is the Son of the Most High God. They knew He had the power to immediately send them into the abyss of hell forever. And they begged Him not to. They knew that they couldn't do anything at all without Jesus' allowance or His permission. They knew that their power was no match for His. Even though they were legion, there were many of these demons possessing this man. 
Jesus reigns over them. And so with just a word, Jesus sent these demons out of the man and into that herd of pigs, who then went rushing down the hillside and drowned. Perfectly clear from this account that Jesus and God's powerful words that he spoke reign over evil. No question. But maybe you noticed in the story that Jesus didn't destroy those evil spirits. So he could have. Maybe you noticed that he didn't confine them to the abyss of hell. Not yet. The time for that will come. Their defeat has already been accomplished. And when Jesus returns on the last day, their ability to roam at all in this world or in this universe will be done for good. But until that day, Jesus has a different focus. His mission to save. His mission to set free those who are still under Satan's control. Those like this demon-possessed man that we met in our Gospel reading. He found out very quickly that day just how true it is that God's powerful words reign over evil. Because when the people found him later with Jesus, he was dressed in his right mind. All was well, just like that. Jesus had not only set him free from the control of those demons, he had given him the ultimate freedom, saving faith. His life was changed forever. He begged Jesus to let him go with him. He was a follower now, a disciple, a believer. But there were so many others in that region who didn't enjoy that same kind of freedom. So many others who may not have been physically possessed by demons the way that this man was, but who were still truly under the control of Satan. That's clear from the way that the people of that area responded to what Jesus did. They didn't beg to go along with Jesus. They just begged Jesus to go away. We're told that they were frightened. I'm sure that demonstration of power would have been frightening to them. Were they upset also about losing all of those pigs, their livelihood? Did they see Jesus as somebody who was just kind of upsetting the status quo? And they didn't want to really have to deal with all the changes that his presence and his word might have meant for their lives. There's still a lot of work to be done in this region. But you know, whatever those people thought about Jesus, we know exactly what he thought about them. I mean, his departure from that area at their request, it wasn't a desertion of them or their needs. Just the opposite. Because Jesus already had a plan in place to reign over the evil that was still present in that area. He told that man who had been possessed, return home and tell how much God has done for you. And so the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. And it worked. Mark tells us in his gospel that the people were amazed at the testimony <clears throat> that this man gave. 
Later on, when Jesus returned to that very same region, we're told that people were waiting for him and looking for the help that he could offer. God's powerful words reign over evil. And not just when those words are spoken by Jesus. Those words always carry that power. As we consider all the evil that's so prevalent in our world, at times in our own hearts and lives as well, we might be tempted to think at times that Jesus is somehow indifferent to it all. Maybe that he's powerless to do anything about it. We may wonder why he doesn't step in at times. Why he doesn't act in the powerful way that he did with this demon-possessed man that we heard about. But the truth is, Jesus is still busy with his mission to save. He's still about the work fighting evil in this world. He's given us his word so that we might wield that word against the evil that we see in society, against the evil that we find in our own hearts and in the hearts of others too. We can still certainly support some of the things in our society that seem to help keep evil under check a little bit. Good laws that are backed up by just punishments. Honest officials who enforce those laws and administer justice. But we have to recognize the limitations of all of that. Again, those things might succeed in keeping evil under check a little bit. They might discourage some people from committing evil in our world. They concur with the voice of the natural law that God wrote into the hearts of all people, and in that way, they add weight to that testimony. But these things alone can never solve the problem. But Jesus has given us the one thing that can. God's powerful words of grace reign over evil, first and foremost, by announcing that Jesus paid for all of it. All of the heinous evil, sin, that we see in the headlines day after day, all of the evil and sin that shows up in our own hearts and lives, all of it was charged to Jesus at the cross. And he suffered the just punishment for it. When he called out, it is finished, He was announcing his reign over evil once and for all. His willingness to live and die in our place, the great love that he showed to do that on our behalf, that's the only thing that can change hearts that by nature are inclined only towards evil into hearts that are growing day after day more and more in line with God's loving will. We may not see the sort of immediate change that this demon-possessed man experienced, but we know this. Wherever God's powerful words are being proclaimed, evil is under assault. Wherever God's powerful words of forgiveness are being proclaimed, hearts that are infected by evil are being exposed. The only thing that can cure them. 
Jesus hasn't promised to stamp out any and every kind of evil in our world. We know that full well. But rather than sitting around and wringing our hands thinking that there's nothing we can do about it, or rather than striving to simply control it and contain it, thinking that that's the best we can do about it, let's instead bring God's powerful words to bear on the evil around us. One heart, one home at a time, beginning with our own. This is the only thing that can drive Satan out, bring God's kingdom close, so that he might reign in hearts where evil once did. You know, each one of us here today, we've experienced the power of God's word in that way, just like that demon-possessed man in our text did. We know it works. And so we've also each received the same instructions from Jesus that that man did. Return home. Go to the people that I bring you into contact with each and every day in your lives and tell them how much God has done for you. Trusting that God's powerful words still and always reign over evil. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding Guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.